be sure to like and subscribe to this podcast so you have access to new content as soon as it comes out. And don't forget to share it so you can be a part of that ripple effect of Go Be Love. And if you're someone who's struggling with the Go Be Love concept, if you're someone sitting at home hurting, think you'd benefit from some coaching, or if you're an organization that's just looking to add chaplains into your workforce, go to gobeloveinc.com and schedule a free 15-minute session with me now. Thank you guys so much for coming back to this week of Go We Love podcast. Thank you for tuning in. So far, we've talked to all different kinds of people and their perspective and their lives throughout the last year of the pandemic, from homeless to business owners, single parents. And and so this week, we have a pretty special guest, a good friend of mine that is going to just tell his story and his perspective from his career and and from his job. So Justin, thank you so much for being here this week. And uh, why don't we just dive in and you tell us who you are, where you're from, and, and we'll get going. Yeah, my name is Justin Griggs. I am from Morgantown, Indiana. I grew up in the Brown County area. I've been in law enforcement, sworn full-time for 14 years now. I am a generalist instructor. I currently live south of Indy, about an hour in a small town, Bargersville. So, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, first, just 14 years, that's a long time to just be in that kind of work and that service. So thank you so much for, for what you do for the community, first off. And Thanks. I, you know, I, I do appreciate that, but there is, you know, there's nothing else I'd rather do. And pretty much I enjoy going to work every day. So that's tough for awesome. a lot of clients. So, but I appreciate it. Awesome. So I just want to talk about your perspective because I think you, you had a unique view of all of the things that happened over the last year. So if we can just kind of go back to almost a year ago, March, when, when things started to roll out, so you're an officer in, in a small town. You're also a dad. You're also a husband, right? So what was that? What was that like in the beginning, just from your point of view, with the information that you had and just seeing what was happening? Yeah. So uh, in the beginning, it seemed like we didn't exactly know what we were were dealing with. So everyone was kind of nervous and on edge. So one of the more difficult things for my position working for a smaller department you don't necessarily have a lot of staff so anytime someone you know common cold allergies they're automatically not showing up to work so just to ensure that they didn't have COVID-19 you know um, kind of like a self-quarantine so that put a lot of stress on the entire department you know Everyone put in a lot of overtime hours and just like everyone else, I'm sure, you know, e-learning was as tough for everyone else as it was. <laughs> so just like everyone else, we've got the e-learning situation and, you know, a lot of us have kids, so we've got the childcare situation. So yeah, in the beginning, that was the most challenging part for myself and a lot of other people you know, in my department. I was like kind of already in community service nonprofit work when the pandemic started, but from us and like the needs and the people that we were serving, every all of it just changed. It was like a completely different just look and a completely different type of, of need and of people. So uh, was that, did you find that to be true with, uh, you know, in your position as an officer, were the calls different, were the needs kind of different? Yeah, so one thing that we um, dealt with more so than 
ever before where our calls, um, they're just labeled mental emotional. And essentially that is someone that is having a mental health crisis. Now we deal with those calls all the time, pre COVID I'm sure we'll have them post COVID, but, um, not only my area, but the surrounding areas just seem to have more of those types of calls. So that was something different that, you know, we had to kind of step up our game. Also, you're doing all the same things that you were doing before, but wearing PPE and 95 gloves. And a lot of times when someone is in that, you know, emotional state that takes away some of the, um, communication skills you know the face-to-face -face yeah. contact yeah that, so they're already like struggling mentally and then you come to help but you're in full gear and it kind of takes away that humanity that they need in that moment and you know so much communication is nonverbal, so without the facial expressions you know it, it's just tough and that's crazy so i didn't even think about that and then you're so you're Kind of a little bit short staffed because, you know, when at that point, if you had a temperature or if you were even slight temperature, you had to stay away and stay out of work. So, yeah, that was going on. No one was regular sick. You know, either you were clean or you had or might have had COVID. So and so that plus all these heightened calls that was that was kind of different. That's got to be that had to have been challenging. How how did you kind of prepare? Or how did you overcome that? How did you work through that? One thing that helps me personally is just knowing that this is not a forever type situation. You know, just one day at a time, the next day is going to be better. A vaccine is coming. Numbers will drop. And we are just now getting to that point where those things are true. There was a couple months stretch where really there was no vaccine in sight. Numbers were still going up. But basically, I know it sounds kind of cheesy, but just, just one day at a time, you know. For sure. One thing that um, I always think about when I think about law enforcement and police officers is just the weight of what you guys see and experience, right? So you have all these heightened calls. You're dealing with these people who are suffering from mental illness. That's a whole lot of energy. That's a whole lot of baggage. You know, I, your empathy, you're, you're obviously carrying some of that. And then you're going home. You're a husband your father right it's time to like play games it's time for, for bath time or dinner or whatever how do you like go from one to the other do you have a process do you have some way that you kind of de-stress before you go into that next role of dad or husband so i think it's important and it's kind of the fair thing to do um with the people you serve not only to reset between your work life and your home life but you need to have a 10, 15 minute, if possible, kind of self debriefing going from just regular call to call. So your, your attitude doesn't necessarily carry over. You know, you might've just been dealing with someone that, um, you know, one of those mental emotional calls, uh, that you might've spent some time on. I'm sorry. My radio is going off. <laughs> I'm an officer. <laughs> So I think it's fair not only to debrief between your home life and work life, but you kind of, when, when able to, you need to decompress between every call. You don't want your attitude from one call, one situation to carry over to your next call that might be a completely different situation. So 
proper thing to do if possible is to kind of decompress between every call. So every person that you're dealing with sort of gets a clean slate. And I think, you know, having hobbies is important, which it's kind of tough to do during a pandemic, but I enjoy running, hiking, fishing, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I'm pretty fortunate to where most of my hobbies I'm still able to do, you know, during a pandemic. So first thing I kind of like to do whenever I get off work is maybe go for a run, right? Do something physical outside, forget about work, and then, you know, police mode is off, home mode is on. But just like everyone else, I have a schedule. Sometimes I'm coming straight home and, uh, you know, it's, it's straight to being the dad and the husband. And that's tough. Um, I'm sure everyone else struggles with the same thing. It's tough. So ideally, I like to do something physical and, you know, kind of decompress after work. So it's really cool that I like that in between each call. I love that you said that and that everyone gets a, f- a fresh Officer Griggs, right? Like yeah, yeah. And the, what I mean by that, kind of to elaborate, obviously, I'm not going to go for a hike, you know, in between calls. But, you know, I might just sit, read an article for five or ten minutes, uh, have a bottle of water if I'm able to. And, you know, yeah. That's what I was trying to get to is what, what can I do? What do you do in those like two minutes that you have? And so, like, just pull up an article on your phone. Take, listen to a song, drink a bottle of water. It's just, those are easy ways that we can all like instantly apply and decompress in those moments when we get a little overwhelmed. So exactly. that's, that's beautiful. That, that's a, that's a good reference. Um, just that anybody can do a bottle of water, you know, do some light reading, uh, kind of nerdy, but I, I carry around a musical instrument called a mouth harp and okay. fit it in your pocket. Right. I don't know if you've ever, heard one before but it's just kind of like a, a, a dinging sound like a yeah like a little bluegrassy kind it's of, very yeah. bluegrassy so i'll stop and you know just play that for a couple minutes and a little mouth harp yeah helps that's <laughs> sweet yeah i mean anything that you can do in those moments and that's cool i've, I've always wondered how I, I really always wondered how you went from officer to dad but i never really thought about going you know from officer to officer and everyone having that you know that new and how much that damage that would do if you really did carry each each person's like baggage from one to the other. So, yeah. so I'm glad you shared that because that's a, that's a cool perspective. It's not, it's not possible to have that, you know, time to reset, but if at all possible, you know, that's that's what I do. One of the reasons that I'm that I wanted to have you here, one of the things that um that I wanted to really ask you was the pandemic really opened like my eyes and I think a lot of people's eyes to just the needs that are around us. And really that those needs were here long before the pandemic. And that means that they're going to be here after the pandemic. There was just a real, there was a lot of pain and, and, and confusion. But in that, we, there was also a lot of momentum to just serve, to just be, be love. And that's how this all started. So I, just as a person, I think a lot of the, a lot of the listeners, from, from an officer's, from law enforcement's point of view, how can I, as a non-badged person, what can I do for my community, for the people around me, to really be the most effective at serving and and kind of aiding in what you're already trying to do. You know, you're called to protect and serve, but I feel like a lot of us feel that calling, right? So how can we be a part of it? How can we help you? What's the best way to do that? What are some things we can do in our, in our neighborhood maybe? Right. So 
that could be an like a completely different episode in and of itself. But <laughs> I'm gonna give you something that you can use kind of immediately. Everyone can use it immediately. So get to know your neighbors, right? And kind of what I mean by that, let's just say there's a loud stereo, right? Coming from a couple houses down. You don't know the people. Is it really best to contact the police to deal with that issue? Is it actually going to help? Or is it going to put the neighbors off like, hey, the cops showed up at my house because my stereo was turned up too loud? More than likely, um, most of the time, you're going to be doing more harm than good. So one thing that everyone can do, get to know your neighbors, talk through these types of issues rather than to get it, rather than getting um, police involved when most of the time their involvement is, it's not going to help the issue. You know, like let's say your neighbors are kind of leaving their trash cans too close to uh, your driveway. Is this a police issue? No, it's something you should probably just talk to your neighbors about. And for a lot of people that might seem kind of like, you know, crazy, but believe it or not, even during the pandemic, police departments still get calls like that every day. And those sort of things should just be talked out face to face amongst neighbors or phone conversation, however you communicate. So getting, I like that. It's, it's like laying, you laying the foundation, right? Like if you go out of your way to get to know your neighbors, to be friendly with them, then when the music's too loud or the trash can's too close, it's like it's nothing to go over them and have that just civil conversation. Exactly. Right? And that just that takes a lot of these little things off your plate and makes it to where you're just more effective and really able to serve where you're needed. Exactly. So simple takeaway, get to know your neighbors. And then a we lot can of all do that. I mean, yeah. there's people up and down your street. There's people that you can just go introduce yourself to that you can drop off some cookies to. One of the things that was really cool, and you and you brought that up, that neighbor thing, is one of our neighbors, we, we hadn't met him in like three years, but during the pandemic, they wrote a letter and just introduced themselves, the, the son and, and, you know, all the family and then their hobbies and uh, tied it all up and put some flowers on it. And they just put it on everyone's door down the block. And it really opened up this communication. So we, we not, then we started gardening together. We started really like hanging out and talking together. We're actually... The neighborhood is now planting this like community orchard and it all started because they just like wrote a little introduction letter, which seems like so kind of nerdy and old school. But I think the pandemic just opened up that we can just we can just easily do that. And that's that's an easy takeaway. And that's, that's like you're saying, just get to know your neighbors. Right. That's the best way I can serve law enforcement is just get to know my neighbors. And that's just an easy thing that we can all do and apply right now. And I think a lot of us found that strength. The other thing I want to point out is how easy I think it would be to ask for help when you know your neighbors, you know, there are people up and down your street that have got to be struggling. And, and um, if you know them and you know them personally, and it's got to be easier to ask for help, give help that, that cup of sugar concept that that comes from Brown County. Right. So that's awesome. And I I really appreciate you being here and and you have this opportunity, you've got these listeners. So is there anything that you just want to say moving forward as we're kind of starting to make our way out of, um, of just this really kind of dark and, and scary year? Yeah. So one thing I I would kind of like to add, it's very easy to be critical of people that don't think the same way as you. So, and, and what I mean by that, we've all been asked to give up a lot of things during this pandemic, right? 
to some people, it's like, I don't understand why this person can't go, you know, a couple months without going to a movie or they can't go a couple months with like no, you know, live music or something to that effect. But to some people that live show that they go to once a month or, you know, that movie that they go to once a week, that might be the only thing, you know, kind of holding it all together for them. And to take that away might be huge to them, right? Minor to you, but something that's minor to you could be like devastating for someone else. So I think it's important not to be too critical because we don't know everyone else's situation, right? Yeah. And along with that, you know, obviously there are some people that flat out just do not believe that COVID-19 is a thing, right? But we also know there are people that are really, really, really worried and really concerned about it, right? So to me, like, regardless of what I believe or don't believe, if there is something that I could do, right, that's going to minorly inconvenience me, but give someone else, like, a peace of mind, you know, I'll do it, you know? I'll do it. It's the, it's Regardless the of little things. I'll just, I'll do it. So, yeah, I think, I think those two things are, are kind of important to keep in mind. You know, we don't know everyone else's situation. So, yeah. yeah. So it's just easier to just be love, to just lead with love and empathy, which exactly. is really the point of all this. So, and I appreciate you so much. And, um, and I really am going to take you up on that next episode. So we're going to have to get back together and just talk all about like just civilians and civics and, and just how we can all do our part. That sounds really. good. I, I got a whole gang of information on that. So Awesome. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for being here, Justin. And, and to everybody listening, I just appreciate you taking the time to come coming back every Sunday and listening to Go Be Love. And uh, I just want you to know that if you're alone or you're hurting, that you don't have to be, that you're not in this alone. There are tons of us out here. We want to be with you. We want to help you. We want to pick you up and carry you till you can walk by yourself. So go to gobeloveinc.com. You can sign up for just some free conversation with me. We have the, the 1-800 or the hotline number on there. You can get a hold of me directly if you're hurting and you're scared right now. So know everyone out there that I see you, I hear you, and I love you. Be love.